0: Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Mary Ann We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Welcome back to another episode of Marketing with Confidence. Today I want to talk to you about websites. Earlier this week on my socials, I talked about my deep dislike for the platform Wix. And of course, this got some people hot under the collar. And what website platform to build on is both a really big decision for business owners and even for marketers and the brands that they look after But it's also a really confusing area. There is a lot of of information out there. A lot of it is based on the preferences of different web developers. And I'm 100% guilty of that. I have my preferences. But today I'm going to talk to you about which platforms I think are great fits for what type of businesses and how you should approach getting started in each. So to give you a little bit of a background, when I started uh, Wise Up. Or 13 years ago, it was probably about six months to a year in where I was creating a lot of marketing strategy for clients. And often as part of that, I was highlighting that their website, you know, needed changes or it needed content or it needed a different user experience. And then, you know, the question would always come back of like, can you help me? At this time and, and still today, I heard a lot of stories around, you know, the people that built my website are really hard to work with. Or the people who built my website charge me an absolute fortune for any changes that I make. Or uh, I have a website that I just can't actually use or change a single thing on myself. So I always have to ask. And, you know, through that, then they were asking me, can you help? Can you fix it? Can you change it? And I started, I guess, for want of a better word, dabbling. And, you know, primarily I found myself dabbling in WordPress and then a little bit of Wix and a little bit of Squarespace. Back then, Shopify wasn't as big, and there are some other platforms like BigCommerce and Magento um, and, and, you know, Joomla-based sites that, that we kind of got or that I got to work on as well. And I really learned a lot about those sites just with hands-on uh, practical experience. So getting in there, having a look, I love to problem solve. So, you know, it really suited my the way my brain works to be able to just get in there and, and test and, and learn how to use those platforms. During that time, I guess I became the biggest advocate of WordPress. I saw infinite possibilities with WordPress it was affordable, it was accessible. And pretty much whenever you had a a unique desire in WordPress, somebody else had already had it and created a solution. And you could Google and, you know, find the right plugin or find the right snippet of code and, and you could make it work. So I became a huge advocate of WordPress. Then I started getting requests to build websites from scratch. So I upskilled myself and I did some mentoring with a WordPress expert as well and and learned, I guess, how to build a website from scratch. And and again, you know, this is probably not where my, you know, my skills or my my experience is is best used, but I found it fascinating and I love the problem solving nature of it. So I kind of delved into building WordPress websites. And it wasn't until about 2016 that we brought on our first WordPress developer into the business and and prior to that you know the the first 5 years 5 6 years it was me it was me building the websites and and you know me doing changes and and again i love that time i love what i learned i love the satisfaction of problem solving and, and getting a great result um but definitely you know handing it over to professionals and and experts and then growing my team i now have 3 web developers uh you know and and not having to be so hands on especially with problem solving is is you know quite nice now but I can say I've I've really seen the evolution of, of platforms. So let me start with Wix, my thoughts on Wix. I, uh, the other day, likened Wix to Microsoft Paint. So, you know, you can do a lot in Wix, but at the end of the day, they always just seem to be a little bit limited and a little bit basic. The appeal of Wix is that it's free, at least to start. So I think it's a great platform if you want to DIY. If you want to get something up for yourself and don't have the budget or, you know, your business is just establishing and you can get in there and build it, by all means, go in and build a Wix website. I would not pay somebody else to develop a Wix website and I wouldn't pay to develop within a Wix website. I think that every Wix website has an expiry where you are better served on another platform. For example, you have a Wix website and now you want a membership site or now you want a a shop. Uh, I would then be looking to, you know, to move to another platform. I think that Wix becomes quite expensive quite quickly, uh, you know, where it goes from free. Then when you add e-commerce, you know, there's annual fees within Wix that are that are quite hefty compared to some other platforms, uh, again, with the limited uh, features and benefits that it has. Um, you know, and, and as I say, it has continued to grow and expand, but it's still not a platform that I would invest, that I would build my, you know, my empire in, that I would lay the foundations of my my digital footprint on. Uh, I also, uh, you know, the debate around SEO is always really hot. Can you get a, a Wix website to index as well as a WordPress website? And I think, again, as the platform's developed and over the years, there's evidence to suggest that, you know, a Wix website can and perform from an SEO perspective. But again, I think you're working against, you know, native efficiencies where WordPress and, and other platforms give you a bit more to work with. I feel like with Wix, you have to put in a lot more work to make that site work. My biggest gripe with Wix, if I'm honest, is the lack of page-to-page consistency. I, I find it so frustrating. I find, you know, where people find the builder so easy, I find it can just lead to inconsistencies. Inconsistency in font size from page to page, image placement, uh, you know, key, key page layout. I, I love consistency. I love, you know, a website to feel like it's on a, on a journey page to page. And I find that with Wix, I, you know, I just I just don't think the platform is designed to achieve that. So, you know, Wix is, uh, you know, a DIY platform and, and so, so too is Squarespace to a degree. You know, a lot of uh, people jump on Squarespace, again, because it seems easy and it seems user-friendly. I would say that over the years, again, of course, Squarespace has improved as a platform. And I can, I think, see a more valid space for Squarespace now than I did five years ago. I think Squarespace is actually quite a great platform for a brochure-style website. So, a brochure-style website is your classic home about us, our services, maybe a blog and a contact us page. So it's that, you know, you're not trying to get a direct sale on your website. You're not trying to uh, execute a program. You're really just driving inquiry. You're silent salesman, you know, who's awake when you're not awake and able to confirm, uh, you know, all those brand messages. Almost like the website for people that say, I don't really need a website. I don't need a website. I have great referrals. I don't need a website. I have a great social media presence. Squarespace would be my choice to go to, uh, to get started, you know, as opposed to Wix, don't get started on Wix, actually go get started on Squarespace. It is actually also quite a good DIY platform. Uh, and and again, I believe that you yourself can get in there and start something that looks quite professional and quite consistent But I think it really shines when you hand it over to professionals who can, you know, optimize it, make it consistent, get a nice brand guideline going through there, and really flesh out a a proper user journey for you. I think that Squarespace now also offers e commerce. I haven't. Uh, dabbled enough in that to give an opinion on whether that is a good use or or not of the platform. Um, I also know that it's teamed up with Acuity Scheduling, so can integrate really nicely into that kind of book into my calendar, pay for an appointment with me space as well, which makes it a really good platform to consider if you're, you know, a naturopath or a personal trainer, or somebody that's, you know, selling that one-on-one time. So uh, the other people that really love Squarespace are, you know, interior designers, photographers, people with a gallery. I know find Squarespace to just present really beautifully and, and really help them to achieve the aesthetic that they're looking for. SEO wise with Squarespace, again, it's come a long way. And I know that's sort of famous last words, but what we, you know, before we could only set a title tag and metadata for the whole site, whereas now we can go in and we can edit page by page SEO, title tag, metadata, and make sure that we're optimizing page by page to get, you know, to get rankings and get some success there. The blogging side of Squarespace has also improved a lot, which lends itself both to SEO and also just to, you know, your ability to continually add content to your website. Then we've got Shopify again, you know I like all of you, my my urge or my go-to when something new launches is to resist the change, you know, I was such a massive WordPress advocate for so long and had built many e com sites in, in WooCommerce. So my first thoughts were like, why do we need Shopify? Like, why? WordPress does a fine job. And, you know, Shopify has monthly fees. Squarespace has monthly fees, which I didn't mention. Um, You know, whereas WordPress doesn't have those fees. And I would sort of go back and forth between Shopify and WordPress, what did I really think was the best platform? And I have to say hand on heart in the last at least three years, if someone comes to me and they have an e-com business, I want them on Shopify. There are just so many benefits to having a Shopify site over the traditional WordPress WooCom uh, that I now you know, resoundingly push my advice towards Shopify. So, what I love about Shopify, number one, yes, you can get started in a DIY sense. So just like Squarespace, I think you can build something pretty basic on your own and and get yourself up and running. I think uh, Shopify really shines when you bring in an expert who can, you know, work with a, a stronger theme, help you tweak code, help you not look so generic, help you really create brand personality within your Shopify site. I absolutely love Shopify's ease of checkout experience. So, you know, the, the add to cart and checkout is very consistent. It's very user-friendly, especially on mobile. And we know that, you know, 80% of transactions in that e-com world are having, happening on mobile. So, we really want to make sure that, you know, if we have an a e-com objective, that we're optimizing our site to achieve that. So, I definitely love the checkout experience. I I also love Shop Pay, so I think as a consumer, you know, you the more Shopify sort of sites you shop on. It's a very consistent and familiar experience and also, you know, Shopify Pay or Shop Pay remembers your login details and, and then you've got that kind of, I put my email address in and all of a sudden I'm getting pushed a text message and I can check out really quickly. Now, as a, a frequent online shopper myself, I acknowledge there's an absolute danger in the ease of which Shopify helps you to check out and move on your way. And, and I'm oftentimes a little bit frustrated when I was, you know, just trying to get to the out to see what the shipping was. And before I know it, Shopify has pushed me a, a code and I'm, you know, I'm on my way to checking out. But I think as business owners, we're making it easier for people, not having to type my address in again, not having to, you know, fill in my credit card again, all that data remembered does make it a lot quicker. And again, as we know, people on their mobile phones, we don't want to stop them. We don't want them to have to put the transaction down to go get their wallet out and and get their card, you know, as easy as we can make it for them is going to help us increase our conversion rate. I also love the way that Shopify integrates with with Meta and with Google. Uh, You know, I think the other platforms, Squarespace and Wix, don't, don't do it nearly as well. And WordPress does it, but it's a little bit more cumbersome and a little, you know, more steps. But the ease in which you can sync your Shopify product feed to your Instagram to start tagging your products, the way that you can link for ads uh, tracking, the way that you can link to the Google Merchant Center to have Google Shopping ads. It's just so native and intuitive. That makes it so fantastic. Uh, SEO, obviously with Shopify, Has has grown as well, and then we have the ability to page by page, product by product, optimize. Shopify launched uh 2.0, I think the start of last year, which was their new builder, which has made pages in Shopify much more aspirational, uh, much more strategic. Pages in Shopify tended to look very narrow and and bordered. It it was almost like the second thought or the you know the background to to a shop. Whereas we know. You know our about page or our frequently asked questions or, our, you know even things like our shipping policies. They 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 need to look like great pages. They don't need to look like afterthoughts. And I think. You know, Shopify has really upped its game in that visual builder space, and and allowing us to create pages that look better simply, and and different uh, templates for you know different collections that we may have, you know, allowing us variability that before really relied on coding um, has has really, I guess, rounded out the platform's capability. I will say one place that Shopify in some ways falls down is that the expenses can add up really fast. So within the WordPress platform, there's a lot of free plugins. And and don't get me wrong, that's a pro and a con because free usually means unsupported. Free can mean that they're unreliable. Um, Whereas, you know, with WordPress, you can also buy annual licenses to different plugins if if you need that next tier up where with Shopify, the majority of the apps you're going to want or need have a monthly fee. And, you know, generally you're looking to get started on Shopify at, at, you know, at this point around $30 US a month. And then, you know, you might need the shipping plugin for something specific, and that might be $7 a month. And then, you might want to you know a, a specific uh, rewards platform and you know that might be 10 USD a month or you might want to set up a subscription program and that might be you know 10 USD a month for that platform. so you can see quite quickly you can get yourself into quite a lot of fees per month you know you might have a total of 100 USD a month or 80 USD a month that you're paying and, and obviously you know over a year that that's a thousand dollars USD so you really have to number one i guess start in a scalable way you know don't go for all the bells and whistles at the start if you don't need it um or you know just be really conscious of the 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 apps that you're adding to Shopify and, and what you do and don't need so that you start in a really sustainable way. But I, you know, again, I love Shopify sites. I think that they are uh, so optimized to help you succeed and you can really achieve great, um, you know, CRO with it, uh, you know, in a different way to WordPress. So, you know, this brings me to WordPress, my, my, my first true love. WordPress cops a lot of flack uh about being hard to use and I actually think it's about who develops your WordPress site for you I would say 80 percent of our clients that we build WordPress sites go on to confidently add and change content on that site I don't you know I always sort of say to clients you'll be able to upload a blog you'll be able to add products you'll be able to edit things like you know, trading times or team members in and out. Where you might want our help is if you need to create a whole new page or if you want to create a whole new function. But outside of those things, our objective for our clients is that when they launch a WordPress site, they can pretty much manage the small changes that they need to. And and again, that comes down to the way that you build a site. And you can completely code a site. And when a WordPress site is completely coded, it's, it's in a language And every coder writes that language a little bit different. So you need to be really cautious if somebody's going to code your whole site that you may not be able to move that site to another person or if that particular developer moves on, uh, you know, someone else might not be able to read that language as easily or, you know, find it hard to tweak in that language. Um, although we all use the same development frameworks, just the way, you know, it's idiosyncrasies. It's almost like dialects. You know, everybody has their little twist and their little dialect. Uh, You know, asking if you're having a WordPress site, if they're going to use a visual builder. A visual builder means that when you're in the back end, it looks really similar to the front end. And as somebody that might just want to, you know, change a headline or, rotate an image, if you can be in an interface where you can navigate as to what each piece of content is, becomes really easy to, you know, to click and change things out, uh, where that's a lot harder if it's written in code as well. So I'm always a big advocate, you know, if your WordPress site is really hard to manage, it's not necessarily WordPress, it's the way your site was built. I, as I mentioned earlier, I do love the fact that WordPress. Uh, you know, if you have a problem, you're generally not the first one, and there's generally a solution out there that you can tap into. I think WordPress is amazing. You know, the the repository of plugins, uh, of functions, of of what it can do is it feels limitless. Um, and as you, you know, as you work with someone really experienced, they also know, you know, great plugin developers, great theme developers. They know where to go and, and what combination things to put together to give you a really sustainable site as well. Um, WordPress doesn't have a, a monthly fee. You will have to host it. So Shopify, Squarespace, and Wix are all what we call self-hosted platforms. So the money that you pay to them each month is also for them to host the site. That also makes them quite robust. They tend to not be platforms that, you know, go down very often. Of course, it happens. And, uh, you know, for, for the functionality of the sites to break that often, although, again, it's, it certainly happens. And it's certainly if someone's coding in and around those platforms, that's where you get a bit more uh, susceptibility to, to breakages and, and failures WordPress can be a little bit more sensitive and, you know, I think any good WordPress site should be maintained. So, somebody should be updating that site each month. Somebody should be, you know, backing it up. So, working with a really good hosting partner to both, you know, have great reliable hosting, but then also have a routine program in place of how they're maintaining that website for you is really important. I think WordPress is also amazing because you're not as constrained with the other platforms. You can you can drive that design a little bit harder. You can customize things a little bit easier. Uh, the, the, the way in which the platform built is built is quite different. I do still think it's a great e com if you have something more complicated. Uh, you know, if you have a lot of product or if you um, need to customize products in different ways, you might be able to achieve that more cost-effectively on WordPress without, you know, having to get lots of different apps that you might need to uh, on Shopify. WordPress. I think has always been the superior platform for SEO. Whereas we say with the others, they've come a long way. I think that WordPress has always been the standard of effective SEO and and allowing for effective SEO practices. Uh, so you know that's only gone from strength to strength, but it's always operated from quite a strong base. Um, I'm trying to think of all the other things I love about WordPress. WordPress is great again for complex solutions. So if you have a membership course, if you uh want to restrict content to certain users, uh, if you are looking for a you know a wholesale login where somebody can log in and see different prices or apply for wholesale accounts, I think you know WordPress is still really robust and, and a strong solution for more complex uh, outcomes, a directory, you know, if you're look, looking at a business directory, I think that, you know, or a, a shopping directory, I think that WordPress really gives some, some really strong, robust options. And there's some really good frameworks that you can lean into. So when it comes to picking the right website, you know, I think it's really uh, comes down to a few things. So firstly, it's thinking about the long-term vision. Is this website just something you want to get up quickly and you plan to redevelop it down, you know, down the track when you've got more funds within your business? Uh, you know, if that's the case, then definitely DIY something yourself to get started. And as soon as you can invest in someone else to find the right platform for you and build there if the website is, you know, the cornerstone of you getting started, so, you know, for your business to be successful, you need to generate online sales or online bookings or online signups, then I would start with, you know, Shopify or WordPress um, or Squarespace if it's just around that sort of kind of one-to-one booking space, professional service booking space. Uh, And and then, you know, my my third point is don't be afraid to evolve your website. uh, Websites, uh, you know, are uh, ever-changing. ever, ever changing. And what we want to be doing is looking at the data that we get from the platforms or that we get from GA4 and, and really assessing what's working and what's not on our website, giving it time uh, and then making changes and, and, and giving that time to look. You know, subtle changes to your website can have dramatic improvements to your conversion rate and you want to be making those tests and seeing those results I, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of, it's not a one and done. The, the brochure style websites, sure, they, they can last, you know, two years and, and then it really does pay to refresh them. Uh, but things like e-com sites, I think you need to be constantly in there looking at what tweaks you can make, where people are dropping off in the customer journey, how you can keep optimising to get the result that you want. And, and I guess the last point is don't forget your website. You know, we we spend a lot of time on social media because we're told that's where we should be. But it's really important that your social media and your website stay congruent. So as you might update your branding for social media or start to talk about different products and services, you really need to make sure that your website mirrors that. Your website is, as I said earlier, it's your silent salesman. It's who talks to your customers while you're asleep. It's who talks to your customers while you're out on the job. It needs to be the, you know, the single source of truth. And your social media should be supporting your website, not, you know, not your website supporting your social media. Your website is your home. It's your real estate. We know social media is borrowed land. We're at the mercy of the platforms and the decisions that the platforms make. So having a a website that accurately reflects your business and you and and moves with you. And as you're evolving as a business, you know, stays up to date with that is so critical to your success. I hope this has been a meaningful discussion on different websites and has given you a lot of food for thought about your current website or where your future website may be. If you're not sure what website is right for you, feel free to reach out. I'd love to chat to you about it. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. to another episode if you don't want to miss one make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app and if you love it be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence want more head to marianneamys.com to find out how you can work with me directly to reach out to have me speak at your event or to grab yourself some free resources